Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. A boring Chelsea City match for our neophyte. Newcastle's D stifles Arsenal. Liverpool actually sucks. We're going to take a look at the post-World Cup mini-league. And we're going to talk about the FA Cup. up guys yo what's going on boys what is going on we just got our ass kicked in a softball league in two games and i'm eating taco bell that's what's going on that is the life i usually love sucking at softball than eating shitty food afterwards (laughs) sounds like my 20s (laughs) 30s (laughs) well let's jump right in uh Kyle, our neophyte, you were given what was meant to be a great match. Um, and I'm not sure it really, really was. Um, but Chelsea, Manchester City, two of the giants of the Premier League, uh, whether they're both playing like it or not. But uh, you had you had Chelsea, Manchester City for, for this week. Uh Hit us up, man. What are, what was, and we're talking, so we'll get to this later, but man, for our listeners and for our non-neophytes, they may recall that Manchester City and Chelsea also played in the FA Cup uh, this weekend. And that is not the match Kyle watched. That was a 4-0 drubbing City drub Chelsea. This was the 1-0 City victory over the weekend. So Kyle, um, or oh, earlier in the week, I mean. So, Kyle, hit us up, man. <clears throat> it's kind of boring, to be honest with you. I started watching that uh, during work on Thursday, and then work got kind of busy, so I couldn't really focus on it. And soccer is not really the game, I feel like, since I don't know anything where I can passively watch it. Like, I have to pay attention like, I feel like I have to pay attention to it if I'm going to tell you guys what I thought about it. I can't watch it pass like other sports. So I tried it again today after finally logging into Peacock. Thanks, you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, so I had it on today, and I probably watched it like 75%. <laughs> um, I was doing a little bit of work, but um, it was, I don't know. It, that kind of game was completely opposite from the first game that I watched. First game, a lot of action. This game, I mean, one goal. Again, I'm not a again, I'm not a soccer fan. So if I'm gonna like a sport, this is not the game to make me want to watch that sport. I was rather bored. I mean, the, honestly, the, the one goal was cool. I don't know. I don't know how you call it. I don't know how you talk about it, but it was a nice assist. Uh, my opinion, but outside of that one play, like I don't know. I that kind of. It's not a lot of action. I was bored. I had it on, so I knew I had something to talk about at least during tonight, but it wasn't very exciting, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's pretty piss poor. We built it up for you, too, talking about the alien at Manchester City, and yeah, that was a rough one. Sorry. It's okay. I found out who he was finally. I found I wanted to watch for who that was. Mr. Blonde Ponytail. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
looks like a beast though. <laughs> That's for sure. He is, man. He's Good. he's a beast. It's unfortunate that you didn't get to see him uh score or do something miraculous. Oh, I wanted to see that. I was looking for I was looking forward to him just to, to scoring. I was kind of for Chelsea. I can tell you why later if you want to know, but no, I want to see him it. score just because if he's on the record record breaking pace, I'm, that'd be cool to see part of it, I guess, you know. Yeah, tell us why you were kind of for Chelsea. Well, it's a completely non-soccer reason, which is like perfect for this. <laughs> so Kentucky basketball went over and played Michigan and London a month ago. And they visited Chelsea Stadium. So Chelsea invited UK into the UK, I guess, into their stadium. So there, there are pictures on their social media of like them in Chelsea's like locker room and on the field and this and that. And was it something Bridge Stadium or something? The bridge or? Yeah, Stamford Bridge. See, I know some stuff, um, <laughs> but that's why. And I like blue, and UK is blue, so it's kind of for Chelsea. <laughs> but I also, <laughs> but I wanted to see that guy score a goal because he's like the record breaker. So it's kind of like eh, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> well, Pulisic got injured in that match, so that that was kind of a downer. The American, but he went down early. Chelsea, Chelsea's kind of a mess actually with injuries. Um, they've got like nine guys who are, who are injured. Pulisic and, uh, Sterling both went out, um, early in that match. So they're shambles. Andy, what's up? You ready? Chelsea hasn't played well since October 16th. That win against Aston Villa on October 16th. Since then they have lost, lost, drawn, drawn, lost. They played like shit since for almost uh, three months, including the six week break, obviously. But they've been for a while. Chelsea was in like four, right? Five. They were up there and they have been plummeting. So, I mean, that's probably on us for recommending Chelsea uh, for that match because, you know, they're not all the way healthy. They're not all the way there yet. But they've been I was expecting more of a bump after the, the break. I haven't seen it, and I don't know if they if they're on the mend. I don't know what's going to happen, but they are trending poorly. And I don't I don't see them coming out of it for a bit. Yeah, and it's almost like they fired a really good coach and then brought in another coach who's not coaching the team as well as the other really good coach that they decided to fire. Oh, is coaching important in this league? It, it is. It is. <laughs> it matters. That's how they hustle for football. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit of background, Kyle, is Chelsea was kind of a nobody team for a really long time, and then this Russian oligarch bought the team and was just like, I'm just going to pour all my wealth into this team. And he built them into this powerhouse. So they became a top six club, very world renowned. They won league titles. I think they won the champions league like two years ago, even. Yeah. A couple of years ago. And, uh, and we're just this powerhouse. And then Russia bombs Ukraine and all these sanctions against the Russian oligarchs comes out and they basically, England refuses to do business with these Russian billionaires anymore. And so he's essentially forced to sell his team. So he ends up selling it to uh, Todd Bowley. Is that how you say his name? Bowley? I think so. I think so. Who owns uh, the Dodgers, right? Dodgers, Is he a yeah, Dodger? part, of the, part of the Dodgers ownership team. Yeah. Yeah. So part of the Dodgers ownership team basically so buys out a Chelsea. Dick. So, dick, so like, clearly like, he sold it from one fascist to another. Right. <laughs> The good news is Kyle hates the Dodgers too. So this is all good for him. Good so, on you, Kyle. 
Absolutely. So the Dodgers ownership group kind of takes over Chelsea from the Russian oligarch and um, they get into it with the coach. They want him to play a different style. He's like, no, this is how I play. And long story short, they end up firing him and hiring another coach from a different team who was doing really good. And the team has sucked since they brought in Grand Potter. They've been awful. Kyle, let me give you some more background. Um, before Tottenham, Chelsea was one of the first teams I watched, and they were probably number two in my in the running for teams that I was going to support because the first half of the season this year, they they started out hot and they were a lot of fun to watch. And also they got Christian Pulisic. So I was like, you know, go America. And he's always go ahead. The last two times I've seen him play games, which is World Cup A and then this today game B, he got hurt in both games. Well, I he's mean, very, he's softer than Charmin, but that he's still very talented. He's like the Sidney Crosby of um of EPL. I don't for, watch. But I know who he is. I don't yes. care, Kyle. It's a great joke. Just say good one, Hef. I appreciate it. God, and, have you guys not? Tra- have you guys not trained him up yet? Does he not know the routine? No, we trained nobody, him up. The- nobody knows your routine, man. Oh. Yeah, and, no. and I do have to apologize. It wasn't Pogatino they fired. They fired Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel. Um, Tuchel. Yeah, sorry. I was off on my great coaches. But Thomas Tuchel got fired, what, like September 7th-ish? Somewhere right after range. the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you missed a great fight, by the way, or almost fight. Two little old men. <laughs> Whining at each other. Yeah, it was great. So, anyways, Chelsea's a major disappointment at this point. And... I mean, I don't know how injured Pulisic is. Nate, I don't know if you've heard anything on it, but it does look like Chelsea is closing a loan deal with Atletico Madrid to get Jao Felix, who's a decent striker. He's pretty flashy, um, but him coming in will limit Pulisic's time even more if he's even healthy enough to play. So less and less reasons to watch Chelsea for us. Unless they keep Pulisic on the left left wing which is where Pulisic should be playing anyways. Yeah, so. true. But um but with Sterling getting injured, the Jao Felix move is an important one for them. And he chose he chose Chelsea over Arsenal and Manchester United, which does not, not make any sense. Not really. <laughs> well, so well, that United, is that's the reports. No, no, no. The reports are that United refused to pay what Madrid was asking because supposedly they are out of money. So, um, yeah, so United is supposedly out of money. They were willing to pay his contract for the rest of the season and up to, I think, like $8 million was their offer, and they want 12 or more. So, essentially – They're only getting 11 from Chelsea, so. Yeah, but United drew the line at eight because they're supposedly out of money, which is why they've turned to Woot because it's going to be a cheaper signing. Yeah. Well, another team that that is really disastrous right now is Liverpool. Liverpool lost 3-1 to Brentford, and then they lost 3-2 to Wolves in the FA. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Mike Dean happened and horrible refereeing. They drew with Wolves. But the point being that they gave up three goals to Wolves, uh, only two of those counted, but still. Any team that gives up three goals to Wolves uh, sucks. And I don't know. Liverpool is a disaster right now. Like three, one Brentford two, two to wolves. 
And for context for that match, uh, Wolves started two of their normal starters, nine reserves. Liverpool started their main team against Wolves. So it was it was a it was a crazy match, but essentially uh, Liverpool's a mess, and uh, they don't seem to be pulling out of it. Yeah, and not that we want to deep dive the FA Cup right now or that game, but correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't see the match. I only saw bits and pieces, but the disallowed goal on the offsides called, they said the VAR camera failed. Is that is that what happened? So they went with the call in the field? This is why they said there wasn't a camera view. <laughs> this is why, like, Wolves fans are like, this is complete bullshit. Like, this is you're required to have a camera. Like if you're a premier league stadium, you have to have that camera angle. And then that night on BBC on like match of the day, they had access to that angle. So it's like, so, so everyone, they're just like, this is such bullshit. Like it's, it's incompetence at best and corruption at worst. Like it and some of the deeper like issues, the linesman doesn't even call it offsides. So the linesman after the goal goes in, starts walking back to the center of the pitch. Like he does after a goal scored and the referee like motions to him and tells him to throw his flag up. The referee's standing in the middle of the park. He can't see offsides. That's the, that's the linesman's call to make. And then the fact that it goes to, to VAR and they're not able to make it a definitive, like, angle or view but even the commentators like and as i've watched like twitter non like neutral fans so non-wolves non-liverpool fans are like we don't see any offsides like there's no like where is the offsides the commentators during the match we don't see offsides we don't know where it happened they're like trying to figure it out and so I don't know. It's so frustrating. And the the most frustrating thing is I actually wanted Wolves to lose that match because we have a brutal run of games coming. And I just want us to focus on Carabao because we're in the quarterfinals and getting out of relegation zone. So the fact that it was a a draw and that we have to play a replay amidst all this, like we play in the end, we'll have played Liverpool three times and Manchester city in this, in a span of a month. And I'm Fun. just like, I'd rather have lost that match or won, but have to play a replay sucks. So, yeah. And will the replay be at Anfield again? No, they flip it. So it'll be at Wolves. So I know traditionally they flip it, but there's fair play rules. I only know this because it affects United. Um, if United had drawn against, I think uh, they played Everton the other day in the FA Cup. Yeah. They won, but if it would have drawn, they would have replayed at at um, Old Trafford because because of Manchester United's upcoming schedule and the amount of games that they're scheduled for, they're not allowed to travel to go play an FA Cup game outside of Old Trafford. So I didn't know if Liverpool falls into that same category. I don't know if it's because United has to make up that game from the Queen's death that they canceled and then they didn't have enough police to – Yeah. To oversee the game. So that might be the reason why. It might be, but it's for sure at Molyneux. Okay, cool. They're already That's good for you guys, at least. Yeah, it is. Right, it's nice. at least that. 
So here's how here's how bad Liverpool's playing, and not to throw a spoiler out there, but Tim didn't even pick him this week in his best bet. <laughs> That's how bad Liverpool is right now. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it later. But I mean, we'll you're talking to- about for the upcoming week. Yes. yes. Is he just fed up right now? Well, here's I, I I almost took it for my best bet. I didn't, so I may as well just throw it out there now. But Brighton at home against Liverpool on Saturday is a plus two fifty underdog. I'm switching to that, taking it. That could be some free money right there. Yeah. They're just in disarray. But here's the thing. Actually, you know what? I'm not taking it. I'm going to stick to my original pick because Liverpool all season has done the, wow, we suck out loud this week. And then the next week they'll just beat someone they have no right beating. And then the next week they'll lose to frigging Aston Villa. And then they'll, you know, they'll draw with Man City. It's it's been obnoxious how inconsistent Liverpool is. They are consistently inconsistent, and it's what I don't know why anybody would watch them. And I realize the irony as a now stated Tottenham fan that you know me saying that it's uh, frustrating to watch that team when my own team barely won against friggin' Portsmouth this uh, the other day. Although having said that, Harry Kane goal of the week. I'm calling it. Did you see it? We're not, only counting if it's a Premier League goal. Well, oh, screw that. Premier League goal. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. One team that is consistent and very consistent is Newcastle. Newcastle's defense, especially best defense in the league. By uh, far. They stifled Arsenal, nil-nil. Um, and they're they're legit. So very impressive. I'm impressed with Newcastle. Um, even though their their FA Cup run ended, but we'll get there in a little bit. So my only problem with your just saying that right now, Nate, is that it sounds like this was you coming up with it when I've been texting it to you all season. And I especially said it like three times this week. Dude, Newcastle's got the best defense in the league. I'm well, I'm just saying if if I, you want to start doing the show notes and preparing everything, then then feel <laughs> then feel free. And let's put some time on my calendar and I will devote it. I'm a busy man. I'm and, a man about town. It's not that hard to see who's got the b- best defense in the league by just looking at goals allowed. Or watching matches, which I do too. I know, but. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll stop interrupting. I'm not trying to take credit. I'm just leading this, the show. I'll, next time I'll make sure to quote you. Andy once tweeted me that, that Newcastle has the best defense in the league. I'm sorry. I just want to clarify. I said it like four times in two days because I'm like, God damn, this team is really good defensively. Offensively, if they, I mean, they are like below middle of the pack offense, but their defense is so dominant. It more than makes up for it. Anybody who can hold Arsenal to zero, and I know we call it nil, but anybody who can shut down Arsenal like that deserves as much credit as, as, they, as they can get. By the way, they have the fifth most goals in the league, so I don't think they are uh, – Okay, they're middle, not below average. Of the road average. Fine. They're the De- Detroit Pistons from 2004. <laughs> deep cuts, I know. Deep cuts, deep cuts. Um, What's that, Ben Wallace? Before, That's right. Before we jump to uh, this, my little post World Cup mini league that I'm going to be tracking, uh, Chris, you wanted to talk about the state of United. Yeah, only because I'm 
uh, I'm very worried, obviously, about the, <laughs> the Manchester Derby this weekend. Um, uh, the state of United is that they're playing really good right now, and Ten Hag is uh, in control of the club and implementing his style and system. Everything is awesome, and there's lots and lots of rumors right now about who they're going to bring in because they very clearly need someone up front to play that front striker piece. So my question to you, Andrew, is in the summer when Harry Kane signs with Manchester United, how are you going to feel? Um, I'm going to feel the same way I feel about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I have been a Tom Brady fan since he came into the league. I've been a Harry Kane fan since I became a Tottenham fan a mere five months ago. I really, really, really like Harry Kane. I, he's the third highest uh, goal scorer in the EPL. Um, hey, guess who I'm rooting for in the NFL playoffs this uh, right now? Because there's no other team that I care about. I'm rooting for the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're not going to go anywhere, but I'm going to root for them. So I guess the answer is, am I going to root for Tottenham first? Yes. I'm going to root for United second in the same way that some people root for, um, you know how people from Tennessee rooted for Peyton Manning, depending on no matter where he was, because, you know, they just love Peyton Manning. I really like Harry Kane. I'm going to root for him to do well. I'll root for United to be successful. I would love uh, Harry Kane to get a trophy of some kind. Um, so I'm going to feel fine. I don't hate United. Did no. I give the impression that I hated United? No, no, no. I just know how no. much you love Harry Kane. I love but Harry Kane. So I guess I'm going to root for United to succeed as long as they're not playing Tottenham. It's a, it's a pretty basic one. So when I get you a Harry Kane Manchester United kit, you'll wear it? I'll wear it with you at a United oh, bar. I love you. You guys are best friends oh, on here. The I only know. thing that would make Harry Kane's more face more punchable to me would be seeing it in a United uh, top. It's the He's only, got a beautiful it's, face, Nate. It's literally the only thing that would make it. He's more. such a handsome, handsome man. You should you should change your tune. He's probably the striker on my uh, my most hated team, actually. <laughs> I don't, I just don't, I don't know why he's so irritating to me. It, he reminds you of British royalty and you're uh, anti-monarchy. I am. I'm, I'm anti-monarchy. hundred percent. Megan forever. Um, okay. Let's move on. So wolves have played better after the break, but more importantly, the eight teams around them have played horribly, just horrifically. The first weekend after the break, Wolves got that win over Everton and all seven teams around them battling for relegation lost. The next week, Wolves lost to United, but no one else won. There's a couple draws. And then this past week, Wolves got a draw, Forest won, and then a couple other teams got draws. So I've made a little post-World uh, Cup mini league for of the bottom eight teams to kind of track track their progress and see how people are doing post-World Cup. And uh, sure enough, Wolves are winning that mini league with four points. They still have a zero goal differential. The only other team who has four points is Nottingham Forest with a negative two goal differential. But guys, Bournemouth, zero points, negative seven goal differential. Leicester, zero points, negative five goal differential. Southampton, zero points, 
negative four goal differential. It is a shit show at the bottom. People are racing to be relevant, it feels like right now. I was actually trying to do some analysis of the table just because that's what I do at work. And I figured why not transfer it to soccer? Um, it boggles my mind how the top two teams in this league are so much better. It's like when you find out when someone says the 1% of the uh, 1% of this country owns uh, 50, uh, more than 50% of the rest, but then you take it even further and it says 0.1% owns more than 40% of the rest. You know what I mean? The top two teams are so much better than everybody else, but the top team is so much better than the second team too. But the reverse of that is everybody from 13 down is so terrible. I, there's no way to why is three points celebra- uh, separating 13 from 19 three I points. know everybody's so bad um how long can i ask a quick more you know question nate yeah how long has the epl been 20 teams since it's uh i was yeah. gonna say since its inception but i think the first two years or the first year there were 22 teams uh, so approximately, so a hundred plus years. Well, oh, well, Premier the League. EPL technically started in 92. So Premier oh, 92 League. was when the EPL started. These teams were created a hundred years ago. You mean the top division. The top division has more or less been 20-ish teams. But I'm, I'm pretty sure the first season there was more than 20. Have they ever, has it always been this lopsided? Or have they considered ever cutting some teams? ever no it's usually fairly lopsided like this um and and the reality is um this will even out as the season goes on maybe it's an anomaly but as the season goes on i mean the last few seasons with um with manchester city and liverpool dominating they've it's it's often been a two-horse race to the top so that's not usually odd how it stands with this many teams at the bottom, that's a little odd, but again, we've still got a lot of matches left. We're not even halfway. Um, and so, yeah. I just want to point out one other thing that, um, you know how Bournemouth is leading the worst of the teams since the, the world cup at negative seven. Yeah. I just want to point out that at one point Bournemouth had, uh, like they were up near the top because they won a couple early and they got some points early. They've been in a free fall that hasn't slowed down. You've heard of terminal velocity. I don't know if they've hit it yet. They keep yeah. speeding up to the bottom. I don't, I don't know if there's any way to stop them from, can they skip the champions league and go like to tier one? Because that's how bad they're falling. Yeah. We'll see. So, Fact checking, there were 22 teams in the first year of the Premier League in '92. Um, the three okay, thank the you. First, the first three seasons, so '94 95 was the last time there was 22 teams. The '95 96 season was 20. Uh, I'm on my podcast thing. <laughs> hey, Kyle, <laughs> mute it. <laughs> this is awesome. Kyle, if you're going to talk to someone in your, your room, just mute your phone. <laughs> He's not listening. He's not even listening. He's pulling I know what you're answer. talking about. I said, if you're talking to someone in your house, just mute your phone. 
Yeah, I eventually did. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on from this mini league. Uh, we'll keep checking in here and there. Uh, that was just a really long way for you to say Wolves are in 19th. <laughs> yes. For a second, we were out of promotion when we were beating us or we were out of relegation when we were uh, beating Aston Villa the other day, but we're back in 19. So um, I do want to talk about the FA Cup and Kyle, this is where things get crazy. Well, I know things have already been crazy for you. i mentioning a whole bunch of names you don't know about and everything, but this past weekend, there were lots of soccer matches on. There was a soccer match today including English teams, including premier league teams, but it was not the regular season. It was called the FA cup, the football association cup. So what happens in soccer, and this happens all across the world in every soccer league, including MLS, which MLS functions a lot more like uh, American sports than any other league in the world. Funny. I've actually heard the FA cup, but that's all that I know of it, the name. Yeah. So the FA Cup is a tournament that, in, that takes place amidst the regular season. So these matches don't have any bearing on the standings of the regular season, but it's like a March. But here's what I think you'll like. It is like a March Madness style tournament that play, but you play your matches amidst your season. So there's a massive bracket that's taking place. And what's even cooler is the FA. Well, at least I think it's cool. The FA cup, any association football club in England can participate. So I was doing some research today. So this is like, this would be like damn near having a men's adult league baseball team try and make it to play in an ongoing tournament that would have major league baseball teams in it. <laughs> so there are like 10 different tiers of, of leagues. So premier leagues at the top championship league one, league two national league. Then it like starts splintering out in this massive, they call it the English pyramid. And so starting in like the summer, there's all these like shitty beer league base like soccer teams playing against each other and eliminating each other. And then soon those teams start playing against like the lowest tier of semi-pro. And then those teams keep playing. And then all the like low, low teams are playing against each other. Then you have the first round of the FA cup, the second round of the FA cup. And then in the third round of the FA cup, is when the premier league teams start playing. So they don't have to play in all this preliminary matches to kind of earn they get like, a three, like, a three, like a three round buy. They get, yeah, they even get more than a three round buy because there's so many qualifying rounds. They get like a 10 round buy. Goodness. So imagine maybe, maybe this is like what could happen to the national championship in, in football if they allowed like D one D two D three teams to all play against each other for a while, the FBS. winner of that then gets to play against. And then, <laughs> so it's just this massive tournament that takes place. So the third round happened over the weekend. Um, and actually I think nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight premier league teams got eliminated actually. Um, 
Chelsea got eliminated by Manchester City. That's what we were talking about. Newcastle, quite a surprise. Aston Villa got upset by a really low ranking team. Um, and then most of the big clubs, United, Tottenham, City, Arsenal, um, they all advanced. That was the match we were talking about with Wolverhampton and, and Liverpool. They have to play a replay and Leeds has to play a replay. So that was, uh, that was the FA, FA Cup over the weekend. Um, and and don't, they, don't they, when they get to this third round, they start putting the Premier League teams, they usually schedule the Premier League teams against each other, right? So that they don't just come in and just destroy all these small teams. It's a, it's completely random draw. Completely okay. Random draw. That's why Aston Villa was playing Stefferidge or whoever they were playing. Um, I just Wolf- saw there were a lot of EPL matchups in that there, third round. There were quite a few. Yeah, there were quite a few. It was funny. I saw um, uh, Norwich City was playing some tier three team. And then I saw it was like Liverpool versus uh, Chelsea or something. And Liverpool Wolves and, and City yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. And I was blown away that those guys had to play in the, in that cup. And then uh, these other teams just got the luckiest draws. It's, it is so random, Kyle. It's you'll scream, God, why have you forsaken me? But it's still fun to watch because it is so random. Well, and the, the best situation is when the draws happen and you have teams like Manchester city and United and Liverpool going and playing these little tiny podunk stadiums that hold like 600 people and they have like these old wood bench locker rooms still. <laughs> like that's the best. That's how she goes. That's pretty badass. It it, yeah, it yeah. is cool. Like it's a it's a cool thing. Like it's cool because you can get these teams that pull off these massive upsets, and it's like a dream for them, right? To make it's like the ultimate Cinderella story. Yeah. So the it, other it, team it, that the other team that won over the weekend is like America's sweetheart team, Wrexham. Wrexham two one. Wrexham won, and they are now in the fourth round of the FA Cup. So pretty, pretty amazing. Well, I imagine okay. they're still recording the documentary, right? They are, yeah. Season yeah. two is being recorded. So that's so, going to be – that's the finale because they're going to lose next week. But that's the finale right there. So what you don't know, Kyle, is that Wrexham, this little tiny club in, in England – or I think they're in Scotland, right? Wales. They, Wales. Wales. So they're in Wales. And Ryan Reynolds and who's the other owner? Uh, Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ryan Ryan Reynolds Rob and Rob McElhaney. Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds decided they wanted to buy an English soccer team. And so they spent two and a half million dollars together and they bought Wrexham. And then they started filming a reality show of them trying to like promote this little tiny soccer team up and see how far they can make them go by rejuvenating the team. And so this Wrexham team just won their third round FA cup match. And, and I think they're in like the fifth league. Yeah. They're in the fifth fifth tier. (laughs) So Um, it would be, imagine the NBA and then the G league and then the Canadian basketball association and then two Mexico city leagues. And then whatever Guatemala team is underneath that, that's Wrexham. That's right. That's a great (laughs) explanation. Oh my Can goodness. we talk real quick about how brilliant of a business model that was? They spent two and a half million dollars, then used maybe, let's say hypothetically, another two and a half million to make the documentary. 
And the return on investment just, you know, by selling that purchase, that made documentary about their team, they've already recouped their expenses. They're doing fine. And now they're investing into the team to build it up. It's, I mean, it sells itself. Good job, fellas. Amazing. Well, and Kyle, just to make this more confusing, there's not just one. But there are two cups that take place <laughs> during the midst of the season. And the other, the other cup is called the English Football League Cup, but it's sponsored by Carabao. And so they call it the Carabao Cup. And that is, that's a tournament that only includes the top four tiers. So sorry, Wrexham and all you other shitters. Like, you don't get to play just the top four team tiers. And the reason that matters is because that's the quarter quarterfinals for that are happening this week. So Manchester United plays tomorrow. Wolves play on uh, Wednesday. And so it's exciting for, for us. It's kind of the cup that people don't care about as much. Um, but there it is. I just these, love that. The, does it the, count towards the records though? These games no. do not count against the records. What? Uh, but, you win, but you win a trophy. Yes, you win it. You win a trophy, and that's what everyone's going for. It's like so. It's like winning the dunk contest and a three-point contest, and back to real life. There you go. Yeah, kind of. It has it holds a little more value than those, but (laughs) I just I love that the Carabao Cup matchups are Newcastle versus Leicester, Nottingham Forest versus Wolves, Southampton versus Man City. And Manchester United versus Charlton. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so great. You got, a, you got a great draw on that one. We did get a great draw, finally. Well, American Watch. Uh, we already mentioned that Pulisic got hurt. Uh, we already mentioned, well, we actually didn't mention Fulham, but Fulham's defense has been amazing. Uh, throughout the season. We talked about Fulham last week and how great they've been playing, but with Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson shoring up that defense, they've been great. Um, and then you want to talk about Fulham? Remember two weeks ago when you guys yelled at me for mentioning Tim Ream scored his first EPL goal at the age of 36? 35. I feel like we should circle back and just celebrate it once again. He was 36 years old. He scored his first EPL goal. Let's no, he's an American. I think we talked about it last week, though. So, I didn't listen last week. You guys started no, getting personal when I, I muted it. No, <laughs> you, uh, if you're not listening. That's not my fault. Um, and then uh, we have the we have Aronson over at Leeds. Him and Tyler Adams. Leeds is has been shaky of late, and and Aronson has kind of gone quiet, unfortunately. So um, I'd love for Leeds to stay up. I like that team. I like Jesse Marsh unless they sack him and he takes over the U S men's national team. But um, yeah, Chris, you texted us earlier about someone's hair that you felt was just atrocious uh, Yeah, over the, over the weekend. Um, Oh man. Philip. Yeah. Go for it. Philip billing. (laughs) I want to know what you think is so bad about his hair. It's, it was like, he just has a mushroom growing on top of his head. I, uh, I checking, like, Chris. I, Google checking. That is correct. I feel like 
I feel like the problem, I don't think the hair is that bad. I think it's, he has like the opposite of what I have actually, Kyle, you're wearing a hat, but he has maybe the opposite of what all of us have. And that is a very low hairline. <laughs> like we've got, we've got like, we've got what my dad used to call not a forehead, but a five head. He's got like a three, he's got a three head. Like that is a very low. <laughs> okay but did you look at did you see pictures from the game from the united bournemouth game i don't think so because it was even more over the top dramatic than what his google images are showing okay Um, like it was especially bad in that game because i don't mind it when he has like i I think it's a pretty good do when he doesn't like cornrow it but man this in the Bournemouth versus United game, it was over the top bad. What did he have? What did he have at Corn Road? Yeah. Well, oh. no, 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 not Corn Road, like Dreads. Oh, Dreads. Okay. I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of him and how bad it was for me. Well, let's move on to goal of the week, which only includes Premier League goals but don't worry we'll talk about harry kane you're so whiny so whiny harry kane we'll start with him it wasn't that great of a goal i mean it was a nice header um but and he actually i think he had two goals but harry kane no you think he did he he did he did have two goals they call it a brace i don't know if you knew that i did Uh, more you know sorry knowing is half the battle damn it it. you'll get it one time you'll get it one of these days one of these days uh, Harry Kane became only second Premier League player to score on his in his hundredth match, his two hundredth match, and his three hundredth match. So, Harry Kane, punchable face, prolific goal scorer. <laughs> what I love is that Kyle thinks he keeps muting his phone, but hasn't muted it one time. I think he keeps muting us. Are you serious? He, I think you keep muting oh, damn. us. And you, I'm watching you sneeze and touch your phone, and every time we can hear it. <laughs> now the wrong mute. Yeah, you've been hitting the wrong mute. <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, do those progressive commercials hit really close to home for you these days? The turning into your parents. <laughs> Wait, which button? <laughs> oh man. Well, there were some other good goals. The Casemiro goal I thought was a good one. It wasn't great, but I mentioned it because there weren't a lot of like spectacular goals, but he had a great goal. It was a good goal, like in the air, kind of flying kick into the goal, but then an amazing knee slide. And I always, it was a knee slide that was super long. And then he just popped up like he was at second base, like hitting the base on a, on a steal or a a double. So I like the look of that. He can do no wrong. I love that guy. I'm a huge Casemiro fan. Yeah. I, I think I texted you that. You during, did. You did. And it's United, fun. During the United match. But the other goal that I think de- deserves some credit is Daniel Podence. Daniel Podence's goal against Aston Villa. He just danced through multiple defenders and then slotted it away. So it wasn't so much the strike that was impressive, but the way he danced around uh, two or three defenders and, and put a good shot on. So, all right. So looking back at last week, we had some winners guys. We had some winners. Uh, we had some losers as well. So Tim, 
Tim was taking Liverpool again. They lost. No money there. Minus 100 bucks, Tim. Uh, Andrew, sadly, you took Aston Villa. They did not pull off the win. You lost. I'm uh, sorry. The one time I don't take Spurs, and they beat the ever-living hell out of Aston Villa. The one time. I'm okay. a fool. I'm in, uh. Someone took Spurs, though. Someone, someone took Spurs. Spurs. And that's his name rhyme with great? <laughs> it does. Thank you. That's flattering. And uh, Nate took Spurs, so he won 120 bucks this week. Uh, we are going to have to stop giving Kyle Fulham because he's he's winning every week now. So Kyle won 210 bucks because we gave him Fulham again, and that's the end of the Kyle Fulham train. Uh, but I took home the most money this week, guys. Yeah, you did. I took Nottingham Forest plus 270. They came through. They got the win. Like I said, anytime you can bet against the 20th place team, you got to do it. So looking at this week, we kind of got to decide what are we going to do with Kyle? Uh, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm take Fulham on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kyle, our new Kyle is taking Fulham. So we're going to give the new Kyle Fulham on Thursday. Um, Fulham is a Fulham's plus 500 plus 500. I love it at Newcastle. Is this Chelsea? Oh no. He's looking at Fulham over Chelsea plus 240. That's correct. So Fulham over Chelsea plus two. Oh, for Kyle. oh, for, for this match, this makeup match on Thursday. Yes. yes. 2 p.m. Got it. Oh, that's <laughs> tempting. God, that's tempting. <laughs> well, Andrew, we're going to lock you in right now. You want to stick with what you told us? You can switching it up. I'm sticking. All right. So Nate and Andrew are checking in on the Manchester Derby this weekend. Both of them are backing my Manchester United club at plus 330. So you guys take that home. You get 330 bucks your way. Um, All about the should... money, baby. Listen, we Darby, here's my, I just want to give quick reasoning on that. Darby's, it's hard to know what's going to happen. And they're, and they're at um, Old Trafford. So for plus 330, again, it's best bet. I think City's going to win, but I like, I like getting plus 330 home in a Derby match. So there with, is, with United playing the way they've been playing. Right. I, and there's nothing else I can say. Nate said it exactly right. The United has a really good shot. And those odds are good. I feel like it's 50-50, Nate. And getting 330 at 50-50, I'll take it. Take it. Yeah, and and just to help you guys out a little bit, um, United, I believe, has only conceded two goals at home in the Premier League this season. So they have wow. been pretty wow. stout lately. They did concede two stout. in the uh, cup game. Restout. I um I'm just I'm uh you Knock me over with a feather. Nicely done. <laughs> All right. Kyle 1.0. Uh, we're not giving him Fulham anymore. So we're giving him Southampton. No, uh, South a- <laughs> that was, Southampton's a plus 230. I don't think that's fair. I think, I don't think we should give it. Let's I, I'd like to, I'd like to chip in on this a little bit. Okay. Please I, do. The reason we gave him fuller Fulham was because of how much he hated Fulham. So we thought it was yeah. funny. Like, okay, if you're 100%. not going to send in your best bets. So I think we, we got to give him kind of a shitty team. So I think what we should do is give him the team that he almost chose and didn't. I Chelsea. think we should make him ride the Everton. No, Everton. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's beautiful. Ride, 
ride the Neverton train. Yes, right. and also because Everton sucks and I hate Everton. I don't even know where this hatred comes from, but I feel it. Every time I hear the word Everton these days, I'm like, oh, yeah, give him Everton from now on and forever. All Which right, ironically, so now we give him Everton plus 120 at home against against, against Southampton. Southampton. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that's why I was giving him Southampton because of the worst team in the league. And uh, but no, I like it. I think it makes more sense until he until he chimes in again. He's getting Everton. All right. And then Tim, Tim is getting off the Liverpool train because like we talked about, they aren't playing good. So he's backing Newcastle versus Fulham. Newcastle's a minus 185 um, favorite this week. So a little bit of money to be made there. 54 bucks for those of you tracking at home. And that brings it to me coming off a big win last week. I'm looking for an even bigger win this week. I am taking Crystal Palace at Chelsea plus 490. It's based purely on the fact that Chelsea has sucked lately. And none of their signings in January are going to be there in time to matter in this game. So I'm hoping they just continue to struggle and Crystal Palace shows up with some Chinese food and they take it to them. Hell yeah, Crystal Palace. (laughs) Wonderful. All right. Well, that's all we got for best bet this week. We have a Derby weekend coming up. Manchester Derby, as we've already mentioned, City versus City at United. And we have the North London Derby. Uh, is that Where is that match, Andrew? Uh, this one's in Tottenham. It's at Tottenham. So uh, great matches to watch. Kyle, I know you're probably only going to watch one match, which is the one that, that Chris is giving you, Newcastle-Fulham. But what if, is that Darby? What does that Darby mean? Is that ooh, like man versus man? Thank you. Yeah, Darby is the term for rivalry. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I did like look at the schedule that was coming up so I could pick a best bet, and that was like the two best teams that were playing. So I wanted to pick that one, but then you said Kyle's on a Fulham heater. I'm just gonna stick with that one. <laughs> and the best. So I did. I did do a little bit of other I did Kyle. A little bit of whole, I did a little bit of homework to see who was playing, and that was the best match that I saw. Love it. Yeah, so Derby, it's spelled Derby, D-E-R-B-Y, so like Kentucky Derby. I think right. it's kind of the same, it's the same word, but they pronounce it Derby, and it's essentially just your biggest rivalry. So ASU, U of A, Kentucky, Louisville. Right. Uh, that would be considered. Red Sox, Yankees, Celtics, Lakers. Woo-hoo. Let's yeah. go, baby. Those would be Derby matches. So interesting. But you're going to watch Newcastle Fulham. Um, a couple things to note Newcastle plays in a wonderful stadium. So I think it's St. James Park. It's really cool. It's super unique. So you'll, you'll, you'll notice that when you're watching the match. Um, I think a couple things to, to look out for. Um, Newcastle, Newcastle is owned by, they were a shit show of a franchise and they just got purchased by a Saudi Arabian, uh, group about it, not a, a little over a year ago. And last January, they made a whole bunch of signings, spent a whole bunch of money, spent some more money in the summer. And now they're in third place playing great soccer and, um, they're a really good team. Miguel Almiron has been one of their standout 
stars this season. Um, they have a guy. Like a cartoon character come to life. <laughs> they they have a um, uh, they have a guy named Alan St. Maximum. He hasn't been playing as much lately. He he's often injured. He's a little he's a little older, but he is he's dynamic and fun to watch. So keep your eye out for him. Uh, as we mentioned, their defense has been great. Um, so. Is this my best bet or the one I should the this one is, I should watch? This is the one you're watching, Newcastle. I should watch, why, why should why did I watch the the, der, the Derby one? That's like this a much better Chris, game. This is what Chris put. This is the schedule Chris put out there for you. So, Chris, this is a better game. It is, it is. But the the hard part was finding a way for you to see all 20 teams in the least amount of games. All right, I'll take your word for it. I, hey, you're more than welcome. I, I mean, you can watch whatever you I'm want. I'm not going to watch Kyle. Both, so I'm going to pick one. Okay, so you pick one right now, and we can fix the schedule. How many derbies are there? Well, every like, team how has many a, opportunities. Are, well, every team has like a main rival, and they play twice a year. Whatever, I'll stick with the schedule. I'll just go with the full one. I actually think I'm this. Sure, I actually think this will be a good match. Both teams are playing really well. Um, they're both in the top 10. They're both in the top 10. I think I think it'll be a good match. Uh, it's seven versus three. I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and then they have a guy named Bruno Grimares. You'll want to keep your eye on him. He's, he's really <clears throat> good, too. Fulham has two Americans, so that's great. Um, you can kind of keep your eye on them. They're, they're both defenders. Uh, <coughs> we were talking about one of them earlier, Tim Ream. Uh, he plays central. That's mid- the old guy who's for the goal, right, Andy? That's right. But then their other guy, Anthony Robinson, he plays on the wing, so he'll play forward a lot more. Um, his nickname's Jedi. I think it's a self-appointed nickname, so do with that what you will. Regardless, it's a cool nickname. It's a cool nickname. What's so, his name? Anthony Robinson. Okay. He actually has he a fucking stumble. suck in the World Cup. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Um, and then their striker is Alexander Mitrovic. He is Serbian, badass. He'll probably score. Um, Chris, anybody whose last name starts ends in Vich can shoot, right? That's right. <laughs> Dude, he's really good. He's really, really, really good. And I would pick him in a fight against anyone else in the league. Anyone? It, well, okay. The only reason you wouldn't choose Holland is because he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. He's so yeah. nice. Yes. All right. Mitrovic is not a sweetheart. No. <laughs> yeah, Mitrovic is a son of a bitch. Oh, he's great. I, <laughs> I like, like him so much. That's perfect. Me too. It's a, good, it's a good match. There'll be a lot for you to watch. So. And he's on, he, he's on Fulham? He's on Fulham. Yep. What's his name again? Mitrovic. You don't even just, he's the biggest dude on the field. You'll you'll be able to notice him. He'll be all around the goal. He'll be all around Newcastle's goal, but Newcastle has big defenders. So it'll be fun. Like it'll be, it should be a good match. Fair enough. Well, that's it, gentlemen. Well done tonight. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at soccer neophytes. Go to our website, soccerneofights.com. If you guys, if there's anything 
listeners that you want Kyle to focus on, just tweet at us um, and we'll point him that direction. I followed you on Twitter yesterday, by the way. I, I saw Arlie. that. I saw that. <laughs> About time. All right, gentlemen. Well, good night. All right, boys. Glazers out. Go, Stars. Later.